Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. Good morning. Good morning. We're here on a rainy, rainy Monday morning. Yeah, kind of a rainy, gloomy Monday, but that's yes. okay. I mean, it gives me an excuse to not do much. So oh, really? Okay. Like yes, this is your day off, yep. so you're not going to do much. I've got a lot of little things to do that have been neglected since we just had the women's retreat. How'd that go anyway? On Saturday. Went very well. Good. Had a few little issues to deal with, as we always do, that come up at the last minute, but we managed to persevere and i think i don't know we had over 80 people oh, i guess fantastic. well with all the leaders and servers and stuff maybe we had close to 100 but wow. um and then we had a group online Good. which was very nice and we're going to all get together soon the leaders and talk Good. about how it went and pray over the prayer requests that we received, etc. But it, it was a good day. Well, I hear the speaker was quite good oh, too. Oh, thank you. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. But um, I did use, some of you have asked about this book that we referenced last week, which was Live Not By Lies. Mm-hmm. And I actually used, um, those of you who got it and are reading it, this comes at the end, so you might not be there yet. But I did use his sort of ending challenge to be not just an admirer of Jesus, but a follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how there's a great difference and the world has a lot of admirers of Jesus, but not enough followers. I like it. And that's yeah. what we're sort of talking about throughout this series is how we speak the word of God boldly, right? How, how we mm-hmm. follow Jesus in, in this culture that can be hostile and, um, and how we not, would not just in word only, right? Not, we don't admire, we follow. Right. Another word for that is discipleship. Thank that, you. Uh, yes. That, you know, when Jesus... Uh, so Jesus would go from town to town, and he would always attract a crown. Uh, but there were people who were, you know, various levels of commitment and investment. And so there were people who would come and listen to him and gladly hear what he had to say, but not necessarily um, take it to heart or not necessarily let it change their lives, let alone move from move with him from one town to another. True. And so it's kind of, you know, what, what level of commitment are you looking mm-hmm. for? And uh, I'd say at times like this, Jesus is looking for greater commitment from us. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And how do we do that? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because Acts, what Acts brings up is there would be people always gathered to talk about like the latest ideas or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we don't have a culture like that now. We get our latest ideas from, you know, social media or whatever, but they used to actually go someplace and hear the latest philosophers or whoever it was. And so Jesus was kind of one among them. Right. He was one of many. Right. Right. And so, but yet he was the one because of his signs and wonders was attracting followers and some admirers only yeah yeah mm-hmm. followers admirers and some enemies on top mm-hmm. of that. oh definitely right. enemies and that's what we get into quite a bit today so today we are in acts chapter two yes and so to pick it up you know jesus uh this is acts chapter two is a very famous chapter in Acts. it's about the mm-hmm. day of pentecost so 50 days after jesus uh rose from the dead the holy spirit comes down from heaven so it's the birthday of the church the holy spirit comes down from heaven and tongues of fire on the apostles uh, and then Peter stands up and preaches to him. Right. And it says the Holy Spirit falls on them all, right? Mm-hmm. And I think 3,000 were added to their number that day. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit fell upon the apostles, mm-hmm. the apostles and the others who were gathered in the room. Right. And then in the uh, and then in the, the speaking of tongues, that was a manifestation of the Spirit, okay. which got the people's attention, saying, hey, what's, what, what's this going on? Right. And then that was Peter's uh, foot in the door to go preach the gospel. And then, uh, so they're convicted by the presence of the Spirit. They're convicted by by Him. 
And they say, well, what must we do to be saved? And Peter says, repent, be baptized, every one of you. Mm-hmm. And you too will receive the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And his promise is for you, he says. So Peter's up there speaking with boldness. You know, this man who couldn't even stand up to a servant girl for crying out loud. True. Fact, they're speaking with boldness. It's mm-hmm. great to see. Right. And so he says that it was lawless people who nailed Jesus to the cross, right? right? And he's strong on that. And that's kind of one of our points that we're making is that, you know, these guys had to stand up to... Uh, what's later called a corrupt generation um, and corrupt leadership. And yet they did so. And uh, we as Christians living in this world are are called to do that as well. Yeah. And that's not something that we often think of, at least in this country, Mm -hmm. because we have been blessed by by, uh, centuries of not only of self-rule, but centuries of strong uh, Christian churches that have great influence upon the the government. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the most recent example I can think of would, of course, be uh, the civil rights movement, which started in the church. It was okay. the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther. Right. I often forget that part, but he mm-hmm. was a, a reverend doctor. You know, he was the one who really stood up against a corrupt system. And then that eventually led to change throughout the system, throughout politics. But it began in the church. Okay. And I, that, that's helpful for us because we can feel overwhelmed by... Um you know, the culture that we live in or by the fact that one person can't do anything, right? But really, the the way we affect change is, and what we're seeing in our in our society is often starts with a person or a family or a church, right? Mm-hmm. We don't, and we don't have to start at the top level. If we look at some recent examples, maybe the, the parents in Virginia who didn't like what was being taught in their schools. In Loudoun County. Yeah, in Loudoun County. So they take it to the school board. And based on that, you know, that affected the governor's race for sure oh absolutely right so this is a small group of people uh wanting to affect change did so through through the means of their local level politics you know didn't go nationally anything like that because that never works local politics and then but then that did affect the statewide election for governor yeah and it's really kind of re reframed how a lot of people nationwide are seeing politics yes that it's not just the national level. I mean, that's what we all focus on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- this is really brought to, um, this is really highlighted how important it is to be involved at the local level too, even at the level of school boards and the level of you know county commissioners and things like that. Yeah. It's very, very important uh, to be involved at that, that local level because that's where a lot of the change can take place. Right. For good or for ill. Right. And the same thing is true of just being in a good local church. I mean, I know... Most of our listeners go to our church, mm-hmm. but some of them go to Which is past, a good local church. It's a good local yeah. church. Yeah. Some of them go to past ones. Some of them, I don't know where they go to church. So it's so important. I think we've seen that, especially during this pandemic. It's so important to be at a good church that is a, sort of a beacon of hope in a place in a time like this. You know, there are many churches who still aren't having you come. There are many churches who had to close their doors because of this. There are many churches who are still asking you to wear a mask or to even show vaccination status, which literally is so sad for the church. It's very sad. It's very, very sad. And again, we were, you know, here at St. John, we were very fortunate because we were shut down only for six weeks and have been open since. And uh, boy, I I tell you that, what, what what a blessing that was. Because now that we're, you know, a year more beyond that decision, what a blessing it was just to have that that culture of, you know, we're coming to church. Yeah. And you're welcome to join us if you want to, but I feel mm-hmm. like you have to. Right. Yeah, but I mean, some of these other places, you know, uh, so the the North American Lutheran Church, which is our denomination, mm-hmm. we've got about 40 congregations up in, in Canada, 
And, you know, I hear our Canadian brothers and sisters talk about their experience up there, and it's just crazy. Like, you know, Well, they... we should talk about Canada, yes, because yeah. you're right. It is crazy, and the liberties that have been taken from the people in Canada are astounding. What's the word? Astonishing. Yeah. Astonishing, right? I mean, there are places where there's a curfew still imposed, where if you're not vaccinated, you can't grocery shop without the help of a oh, health worker or yeah. something. How that is yeah. good, I have no idea. Um but, you know, they finally, again, decided to stand up, right? The yeah. truck drivers, what's it called? The Gotta love truck drivers. My yeah. dad was a truck driver. Yeah, your dad so was a truck them. driver. Yeah. But look at the effect they can change. What yeah. What is it called? The Great Truck Convoy uh, yeah, or something? The Great Convoy. Yeah, it's yeah. Like 45 miles long, went across country. And I believe, uh, this is Monday, I believe it's still in Ottawa, which is the nation's capital. Yeah, and they're trying to say, hey, this yeah. is not right. Yeah, we're taking that, which is good for them. I mean, that's that's the kind of uh, boldness that people need that's to see. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Is uh, to stand up and say, no, we're not going to take this. And, right. Uh, and they're and being Canadian, they're doing it very well. You know, they're being very polite, cleaning up after themselves. <laughs> yes. They can, they well, hey, that's up. a great example of how we can example. affect change. Yeah. I mean, this is in direct opposition to looting buildings and smashing things. And, mm-hmm. and you know, this is a great example to follow. It's peaceful and yet very effective when you got truckers not trucking yeah well that's it because if they're you know if they're protesting in ottawa that means that they're not driving grain across alberta you know yep. so they're uh, they're there doing their their part and getting getting the word out mm-hmm. um, and that's the kind of um th- that's one way to uh, to stand up against mm-hmm. a, a corrupt system you right know, we, we see that also in know, and again fortunately in our in our country you know north of uh, our continent, at least, mm-hmm. North America and Canada, uh, we can do those kind of things. We can stand up and let our voice be heard. Mm-hmm. You know, last week we mentioned this Rod Dreher book, which is which took place in communist Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do anything like that. Right. Actually, one of the points he makes in his book is that the people who tried to do things like that, uh, those are the ones who were shipped off to the secret prisons and rarely heard yeah. from again. Mm-hmm. So his, his point was that you, know, you have to be wise as a serpent and innocent as a dove. Right. And that you have to know what you can and cannot do. That the people who... Exactly. Just um, you don't you know. go searching for martyrdom, in right. other words. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You got to be wise. Mm-hmm. So what? What can you do? What can't you do? And within those boundaries, that's uh, that's how change is made. Right. And he, his examples are primarily through local families yeah. who kind of met together as churches and kind of held each other up and encouraged each other. Right. During this time. Right. Yeah. What else do you want to say about this? Anything? Well, let's see. So it's a it's a great chapter, uh, Acts chapter two, the falling of the Holy Spirit, the birth of the church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting as uh, these last couple of years in our country have been so politicized um, that I, I'm beginning to understand uh, the early church in a new light. Exactly. You know, the uh, because we were trained, and then we spent the first part of our ministry really looking at it uh, primarily through a theological lens. And so, what does this mean for? my relationship with God. So mm-hmm. what does it mean for me as a sinner to be yeah. in right standing with uh, with a holy God? Which is, of course, true, right? Yep. But then on top of that, there's also all of these other um, social and political currents that were uh, that were running through the story at the time that I just hadn't really paid much attention to until suddenly we see those some of those same currents kind of riding through our time. And right. now, now I begin to pick up on them. And that's why I think re- in reading Acts... I felt the same way. It just speaks to me in a different way now that we're living in the culture we are. Mm-hmm. And so that's what jumped out at me. And I think you're right. Even, you know, just for instance, even like this isn't an ax, but even the story about the hemorrhaging room, woman, right? Mm-hmm. So she 
she's hemorrhaging for 12 years. Oh it says she went to the doctors. They couldn't help her. They took all her money and gave her no help. Right. That's what it says, right? right? And I mean, sadly, you know, that's kind of what we're telling like people with COVID. Like, I'm sorry, we can't do anything for you. Like, right. go home, take some Tylenol. And unless you're going to be hospitalized and put on a ventilator. I mean, literally, this has been such a strange time in our country uh, and in, in healthcare, which, you know, we hold ours up to be the standard of the mm -hmm. world and on this issue we've failed so uh we don't mean for this to be um depressing actually no. we mean for it to be in, in empowering right mm -hmm. that we as citizens have to stand up and, and do what we can and that we want to follow jesus and not just admire him and we do that by the examples of the apostles right yeah absolutely do it by the example of the apostles uh, and and do it in you know not not all of us are called to be like Peter so not all of us are called up to stand in a public area and you know preach a <laughs> blistering message to three thousand people. Amen. Uh, not many of us are called to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but you know we can all do how we, what what we can all do is how the book uh, the second chapter of Acts ends with that famous description of the early church, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Mm. All came upon every soul, many signs and wonders were done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, they had all things in common. Uh, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, those who were being saved. Amen. And so that's something we can all do. Mm -hmm. is that you, you, know, you tend, to the local, uh, tend to the local church. Mm-hmm. Keep yourself devoted to the apostles' teaching. Uh, keep yourself devoted to the um, to the community of the church and the fellowship. And fellowship, mm -hmm. uh, and that's that's the kind of thing that that shines a light at a dark time and in a dark place. People notice, and that's how one of the ways the church grows. Amen. That's a good place to end. Well, let's end it there. Okay. <laughs>